Hello, this is Jessica. Jessica, it's Joey Jingola. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. my gosh yeah no that and that's kind of my new little uh my new little trick that i'm kind of working towards as far as my niche i'm a new agent so you know it's been less than a year and i ended up with a mid-sized tech company as my first client and not knowing if i was going to be heavy personal lines or commercial and ended up commercial they were you know they're roughly 30 million in gross revenue so their premium was close to a hundred thousand yeah and as a new agent it's like you know you don't know what you don't know and it's kind of ignorance is bliss a little bit and i had another commercial agent that i work with a group let's say basically it's a group based out of colorado and so he helped me rewrite the entire company so we saved them eighteen thousand dollars in premium so they were so happy they're like well if you'd be willing to do our our group health so i've kind of gone along that route built my business around you know acquiring all sizes of commercial companies and then once i write their pnc i'll start writing their health and i think it becomes a little bit more sticky where they won't leave if i'm doing it all all right first things first just let's go right ahead scream whatever your favorite or necessary obscenity is right now after hearing that was jessica birch of bryce point insurance after hearing that jessica's first client uh, was about $30,000 in premium, or 100000 I can't remember. I should listen to the clip again. Uh, $30 million in, uh, $30 million in uh, gross revenue, I believe, is what she said, and it was uh, $100,000 in premium. That sounds about right. So go ahead and just let it out. Just deep breath. Scream whatever you think you need to in your car. If your kids are there, probably not the best idea. I would not. Sorry, kids, if I... Yeah, that's not. But obviously, yes, Jessica landed herself a pretty nice first client. I remember my first client. It was a uh, short-term policy for uh, just some lady. I don't remember. She was moving. So she wasn't even like, she was, yeah, that's it. She was leaving the state. (laughs) Uh, She was moving, so I couldn't sell her anything else. I sold her one short-term policy. And uh, yeah, that was my, I think that was my first ever sale. It's pretty sad. Yeah, so Jessica, you're doing all right by my standards. And uh, everybody else, reminisce on what your first sale was. Actually, joey at growprogram.com. I'd love to hear what your first sale was. How about that? Yeah, joey at growprogram.com. Let's hear what your first sale was. Um, Second, though, is even more interesting is uh, it's nice to have another health insurance person around these parts. And even though Jessica's new to the world of insurance, uh, it's nice to have uh, another health insurance agent here talking to somebody, getting some, some group health talk in the mix here. All you PNC guys, just take it easy. Take a break, sit down, and uh, yeah, it's going to be our turn. I'm kidding. Um, but Jessica's doing something that I, I haven't run across really anybody doing, and that's combining the commercial business insurance with the group health insurance, and it kind of happened by accident. And what kind of happy accidents have you run into across your career? Are, are you... 
listening to them? I mean, because this is Jeff, definitely something that I would, I would, you would probably find me on most shows and emails and newsletters advocating against, right? Like, hey, this is way too much, and especially for a first-year agent. However, Jessica does have a little bit of a secret weapon up her sleeve that we're not going to get into on this show. You'll have to come back for that because it is very interesting as I had to, you know, kind of wait to find out what that was as, as all this was not adding up and my mind's kind of just melting inside of itself and, and things were just getting weird. And regardless to say that that aside, her secret weapon aside, uh, it's very interesting to hear somebody have such such a, a decent amount of success so early in their career and to just kind of stumble onto this niche of of commercial and health insurance and really want to work it so it sticks. Now, I've never dealt, I mean, even though I'm a health guy, I don't really deal with the group too much, just smaller groups. Um, I don't know if, if that's a sticking point. I mean, you're dealing with two very, very expensive things, especially the group health insurance. And I, I'm, I, I'm just going to guess, this is just a guess for uh, Jessica, that at some point she might find out that the commissions on the health insurance are not maybe as good as the commercial. Maybe they are, maybe that depends on where they go. I don't know what they are out in California. California is a pretty tough state. Um, maybe she's finding that she's not making enough for the hassle because th- let's put it this way. The group health insurance is single-handedly behind payroll, the most expensive thing a company is going to, to pay for. So um, there, there's tough decisions to be made there, right? Um, and those are big time things, right? I mean, both of those are big things. There's a lot of responsibility. Um, and Jessica's got an interesting strategy for kind of trying to pull it off. But my question is, man, Jessica, I don't even, I can't even fathom doing the group and then doing commercial is, I mean, are you okay? Is your mind okay? So far, so good. The first tech client that I had, my first commercial client, their open enrollment's July. So I'm partnering with Warner Pacific in California, and they're going to help me go through the open enrollment because they've got, you know, 250 employees. So it's going to be a bit overwhelming, I think, for me. All right. So, yes, I just said, like, doing the commercial and the health is probably pretty nuts. And, and now Jessica said, like, hey, it's going to be overwhelming. She's getting ready to go through her first open enrollment with this, her very first client. And she's calling on the aid of, of another, you know, MGA kind of sort of thing, somebody to help her work through this. And yeah, okay, it's probably going to be overwhelming the first time. Um, however, you know, like you, like Jessica said in the first kind of clip, ignorance is bliss and you don't know what you don't know. And I mean, as long as you're getting the job done, there's no right or wrong way to say how it is done. I mean, yes, you want to make sure everything's insured properly, but as far as the the process is the customer experience that is involved with that open enrollment process, I mean, that's where ignorance is really bliss because you can look at it and say, I, I want to, you know, it's a blank canvas. I'm just going to do this the way that, you know, works for me and my clients and as a way that, you know, as an experience that I feel is, is you know, efficient and useful and practical. Um because, uh, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure in any line of business, you know, whether it's the commercial or whether it's the, the health insurance, 
Yeah, I just, I feel, I don't know. I've never, we've obviously here at Jingle Insurance, you know, for our agency, we've never really operated in that way. We've always, I mean, I guess I'd have to, my grandfather's not around anymore, but I'd have to go knock on his grave and say, hey, grandpa, what, uh, you know, how, how did you learn to do what you did? I mean, I, I guess if you're new in the in the world of insurance, you might, again, you might, your first reaction might be to lean on those sorts of partnerships. And I'd be, I'm curious, and this is, again, as we go in further into Jessica's kind of story and, and the way that she does things, I'm so curious to see how this plays out for her, how, how it works. And because, again, with her secret weapon up her sleeve, um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see being somebody that is, it seems like driven and successful and, 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 and has a knack for, for, for making things work. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Jessica just from the little time that I did get to talk with her that, that she's going to be able to make whichever way work. Um, and I just, I just, I guess making that assessment and, and as you hear these things and as you kind of hear Jessica talk, there's probably something that you're not giving yourself enough credit for. Um, or you, or you're just assuming the overwhelmingness, probably not a word, pretty sure it's not a word is just going to be automatic. It's just, it's there. It's, uh, you're not even giving it a second thought. Uh, and you might be giving away too much of the farm potentially. And that's the biggest thing that I think Jessica needs to be kind of aware of. And also too, letting a couple extra foxes roam around your farm is never a great idea. My goal was with companies of this size, I'm probably going to kick back 1% to Warner Pacific and have them maintain the account if I need help with that piece. I really don't know what I'm up for. You know, the census is coming back on Friday, tomorrow to me, and will be submitted next week for quoting. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, 1% sounds pretty spectacular to me. If I could get somebody to do that work for 1% of the commission, I would probably do it too. Um it's just one of those things where that thing kind of, again, the alarm bells go off in the back of your head. I don't know if you're listening at home, driving, whatever you're doing while listening to this, if you're saying, yeah, that sounds oddly generous of them. Um, if, if you have that kind of notion too, I'd be curious, or if I'm just being paranoid, if my dad has beaten so much paranoia into me over the years that um, it's just kind of a thing, like I can't escape it. Uh, however, again, you would like to think at some point, uh, it's that 1%, right? If it, if it happens, right? If, if, if things are done differently out in California and I'm just, you know, we're just backstabbing weasels here in Ohio, um, then that's spectacular because that's a good, you know, that, I mean, for 1% of the commission, for the amount of work that they're maintaining that case, I mean, that's, that's, that's quite something. And this is why I'm so interested in, in to, to see how this plays out for Jessica, as I've never really experienced an agent operating in this matter, you know, one of the different lines of business that they're selling and two, the way in which they're selling it, you know, so early in their insurance career, if you will. And that's what I'd be curious to kind of hear your experience as to, you know, what is it that you've kind of felt that you were in over your head. We all kind of have this thing, like, I can't do that because I'm not ready. I hear that quite a bit, especially when talking about doing content online and talking about these things. Even though somebody's been doing it for 15 years, uh, they're like, hey, what do I talk about? I don't know enough. Uh, you're never going to know enough, that's for sure. And the the interesting, you know, I think one of the, the most universal things that you can take away from just this few short minutes you've spent listening to Jessica is that, 
Yeah, she doesn't care. Now, her secret weapon does have a little bit to play into this, but she doesn't care. doesn't matter to her. She's just going to go do it and figure out a way to get it done. She's not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not ready for that. You're never going to be ready if you keep telling yourself that. Or what, what's that? Uh, we had a dude on one of Jason's podcasts recently say, uh, if you think you can't or you can, you're right, whatever that saying, I, you know what I'm saying. And um, I think there's a lot of that, right? In what we want to chase and what we're not chasing and what we currently, we feel like we're only good enough for what we're doing currently and not good enough for what we want to be doing or want to be. And um, and that's an interesting thing. And that's one of the things that I, I was just kind of like, hey, I was just kind of listening as a spectator as Jessica was kind of telling me the story. Um, you know, mind you, I think, you know, there's going to be some lessons learned and some, some interesting things to find out along the way as she goes through these things for the first time. And like I said, I'm just going to be knocking on her door. Well, I'm going to be calling her and say, Hey, Jessica, what's going on? How's that going? How's that working out for you? Did you, did you do anything else? What's the deal? Uh, because it is, it is a little bit different and I'm sure people have done it before. I just haven't run across them. And so what's that thing that you have always been afraid to do or, or just said, I'm not ready for, I, I can't handle that. That's overwhelming. It's too much. And you just shy away from it completely because, um, again, you're not giving yourself enough credit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. I don't know. Maybe you are terrible. I hope you're not terrible. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a pretty good chance that you're not terrible. Um, and what is it that you need to do, let's put it this way, to be less overwhelmed in that process? Is there something that you could be doing right now that might be getting you better prepared to capitalize on something, you know, three months from now, six months from now, even 12 months from now to, to get to where you want to be. And uh, is it just because you didn't listen to those, those happy accidents as we talked about? Are, are you just not, you know, following the white rabbit, if you will, just looking and say, Hey, well, here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to chase it wherever it takes me. I'm going, or do we need to be more calculated and, and strategic about the things like we normally talk about on the show? Because, you know, again, talking to Jessica, this was a breath of fresh air of a way of doing business that just, Hey, this is what's coming my way. I'm going to figure it out. No matter what, I'm going to just figure out who I need to talk to, what I need to do. I'm going to make it happen because if I don't, somebody else will. So I was, uh, I was driving the other day. I think I was bringing my, I was dropping my kids off, coming home from dropping my kids off to school. I can't remember exactly where I was going. And uh, I'm pretty sure I watched a bird get run over in some capacity. Let's put it this way. It looked like it was kind of still twitching on the pavement there. And I was like, ah, that's, that's pretty gross. And, um, and I thought about it, and I've always thought about this. You know, any other animal, any other animal could be laying dead on the side of the road, and I would feel really bad for it. I'm not a hunter. I don't, I don't kill things with my bare hands. I mean, I kill a couple insects from time to time because I'm a little terrified of them. Spoiler. And um, I'm thinking, you know, bird, listen. I mean... Just you, you messed with something that you shouldn't have. There's no reason you should have been within 100 feet of this car in the first place. Yeah, you guys might have been playing a fun little game. You need something to pass the time and get electrocuted on the telephone wire gets old after a while. But it just, I mean, do you not, I mean, do you not have, I mean, do you feel sorry for birds if they get hit by cars? I don't. I don't think I do because they have no business. No business. They can fly way above us. Like so far around us, it's not even funny. And um, I just, yeah, I just, I don't get it. So anyways, I don't know where I was going with that, but if you don't want to be a necessary roadkill, if you really want to you know, fly like the bird, 
and uh, and not have to mess with that and be a, a you know just a, a born lame mammal or animal crossing the street on all fours. Um, Grow App 2017 is coming your way. You probably are expecting this. October 24th, 25th, Charlotte, North Carolina. 100 agents, 100 agents only. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Registration is uh, right around the corner, May the 10th. Um, the registration page is coming back to me here, I think, uh, tomorrow. I'm going to get that looked over and get everything squared away for you guys. And then we'll be rolling that out to you. Uh, I think GrowLab17 or GrowLab2017.com is the place that that's going to happen. I keep forgetting to ask Jason uh, what URL he bought. Uh, one of these days, I remember. Either way, looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, any questions about what's going on there? You know, feel free to email me, joey at growprogram.com. Would love to know uh, what your thoughts are. But Grow Lab 2017, October 24th, 25th. Look forward to seeing you there.